Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available... On digital, Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Welcome to the ninth episode of Interlude Army. Today we'll be talking about BTS's Bang Bang Con, BTS's video tweets being taken down, Sugar's Seesaw demo, and more. We also interviewed Sleep Dees, the producer who worked on Jungkook's song My Time. Let's get it. Welcome to Interlude Army. I'm Roseanne. And I'm Jose. Reminder for our next giveaway. After we hit 5,000 followers, we're giving away all of BTS's albums. From their debut album, Too Cool for School, to their most recent, Map of the Soul 7. And that's including their Japanese albums. We're taking entries now. Following Interlude Army on Himalaya equals one entry. Becoming a premium member for Interlude Army on Himalaya equals two entries. Email your premium membership screenshot to interludearmygiveaway at gmail.com. Now we're going to announce the winners of both Map of the Soul Persona and Map of the Soul Shadows written by Dr. Murray Stein. Drumroll please. The winners are El Sophia 0104, BCHITH Avant, and Lizzie Kitty 2012. Woo! Congratulations, you guys. You have won copies of the Map of the Soul Shadow and Persona. We'll be emailing you guys soon. And for those who are listening, don't worry, we'll be doing more giveaways so stay tuned so uh, how have you been doing jose you better hit those (laughs) notes rose (laughs) um i'm good thanks um (laughs) it's funny because like (laughs) like last week it's like the same but actually there was a little bit a little bit of a difference it was easter so we were able to go visit my parents and celebrate with them i mean we just stayed in of course (laughs) um made some uh food (laughs) and uh, um we were able to like just be with family and that's and i mean our family is really small so Mm -hmm. there's like no um violation of social distancing rules (laughs) or anything yeah just 
uh watched what was that movie uh trolls world tour like it re- it literally just came out like last week or something like that yeah so my sister rented it for my niece mm-hmm. and so we watched it with her and like she was like so so happy and just glued to the tv like you could not bother her she was just staring at the tv Aww. and um pretty cute and funny and like fun to watch especially because they touch on like music all types of music genres i don't know if you've seen like the trailer or something they actually have red velvet representing (gasps) k-pop and then they have j balvin representing reggaeton and like kelly clarkson um she's country and it's just like a lot of like different genres it's pretty cool oh i didn't know that i didn't know red velvet was part of it that's cool yeah i didn't know either until like we were watching it and then like out of nowhere like red velvet (laughs) comes up and i'm like what (laughs) what's going on here but i mean i think it's pretty cool that they included k-pop in there as well you know true that's right but um besides that nothing just homework (laughs) and um staying in um yeah what about you rosa uh I'm still updating my house. Um, Low-key, I was stressed out yesterday because one of my pothos plants, or pothos plants, were turning, the like, leaves were turning yellow. And honestly, I think it's because I overwatered it. Mm. <laughs> I'm, like, drowning my plants. I don't know. I was getting so stressed. I'm, like, new to owning plants. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if any of you guys here listening own plants or, like, are pro at it give me some tips your girl is just like stressed (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh but other than that um i've been writing in my journal actually every single day so i could like because you know times like this days start to blend in Mm -hmm. and so i thought writing down what i do every day helps me remember so they don't blend together so (laughs) boy like have you ever uh, woken up and be like what day is it today like i completely forgot just today actually i like tweeted out something like hello monday but before i tweeted that out i was like is it monday so i checked <laughs> to make sure so yeah my days are ugh. yeah like the weekends are blending in like wait rosen another thing that you did you posted a video <gasps> oh my god <laughs> i forgot See, Jose, this is why I have you. See, I'm helping you out. This is why I have Jose. He helps me remember. <laughs> I, I totally forgot. I posted a video. It was just like an updated summary of the new notes from Map of the Soul 7. Mm-hmm. So I just like went over it and gave my theories on that. I mean, have you been keeping up with like the the whole notes? And the it's I know it's like a mess in the universe. But have you been reading on those? or Like yeah. I've been reading, but I don't think. I dedicate that much time like you. <laughs> like, I don't have notes of notes stating, like, what comes first, what comes second. <laughs> notes of notes. I might just share it with you. I could just share you my document of that, yes. <laughs> Speaking about videos, Jose, you know what video was taken down last week? Or was that over the weekend? See, I'm already getting, like, mixed up on when this happened. <laughs> Well, I don't know if you know, Roseanne, it's, it was actually two videos taken down within the same week. Oh, I only knew of one video. What? Oh, that's why you got me, girl. That's why I'm here. What was the other one? <laughs> so, I mean, the I guess I guess the one that, like, caused the most uproar, I would say. Um, and the only reason being is because the song or what we're thinking that is the copyrighted content that was, like, 
claimed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was because of happy birthday which is something that's public domain and if army if you didn't know um what we're referring to is bts posted a video of themselves singing happy birthday to sugar on his birthday on their twitter account and mm-hmm. last week it was completely like taken down like the video was removed due to copyright a, a report of copyright by its owner or something like that the the it's it said you know i know it's like owner of what (laughs) exactly owner of happy birthday hello and so everybody (laughs) was like what is going on because nobody owns the happy birthday song well at least not anymore at one point it was like warner music or something like that but Mm. i believe it was as of 2016 like nobody owns it and it's public domain and for people who don't know, public domain means that, like, it's free for anyone to use without anybody claiming, you know? Mm-hmm. It was crazy to see that. That's why I feel like a lot of more people took notice because, yeah, like, yeah. we even created, like, a hashtag and, like, uh, everybody was pretty much tweeting about it because yeah. it's, like, really, like, a happy birthday video. <laughs> it was, it was, there wasn't even no music. It was just them singing. And it was in Korean, too. Like, the fact that... <laughs> right. It was in Korean. There was no music and it got copyrighted. But, um... What was the other video? Did that have music in it? So the other one was Taehyung's video. Um, but this one was a, a while back, so maybe that's why you didn't know about it. Well, he posted it a while back. The one that was taken down was him dancing and lip syncing to, I believe the song is Blackjack by, oh, I may be saying this wrong, but it's Amine or something like that. He's a rapper. Yes. And... Uh, that one hasn't been put back on. Like, the happy birthday video, by the way, we didn't even say it, Roseanne. It's back. <laughs> the happy birthday sugar video, it is back. But it's just crazy that they even took it down because, like you said, it's not, like, a, mu- a song that's, like, copyrighted or anything like that. And, like, they're not violating anything or anything. Shouldn't have been a problem to begin with. So, that's Exactly. Why. Oh, happy news coming your way. <laughs> yes, yes. Pan, pan. Oh, I'm saying it in, like, a Korean. You know what? Bang Bang Kong. I think you're saying it right though, Roseanne. Pang Pang. It's kind of weird because you know they say Pang Tan on your dance. I'll just say Pang Pang Kong. Okay. Yeah, that's how I've been saying it too. They have tried to cheer us up, ARMY. It's it's an amazing special event Mm -hmm. that will be streamed online for us. So it's going to be like, what was it? A concert? type of feel for us. They're going to have multiple events actually. It's going to be eight uh, back-to-back shows. That they've done like concerts, but um, they're gonna divide uh, equally. Like on April 18th, they're gonna have four, and then on April 19th, they're gonna have the other four concerts. And on both days, it will start at 12 p.m. Korean Standard Time, which for me is 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Korean Standard. I mean, not Korean Standard <laughs> Time, Central Time. <laughs> 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. So I might be able to like catch <laughs> some. Uh, because you know i'm probably gonna end up falling asleep because it's at yeah, night yeah it's gonna be really late for us yeah for me it's gonna be 10 and for you it's gonna be eight right rosen because you're pacific yeah time. so i'll be able to watch a couple yeah. either starting off with like the 2015 bts live mm-hmm. uh i believe was this begin i don't know it doesn't say it just says oh no on stage sorry on stage on stage mm-hmm. so i might 
I might catch a couple of hours of that and then knock out. Yeah, that's the one that I think I'm also going to be able to catch, like, some parts. It's going to be on both YouTube and Weverse. But the perk of watching it on Weverse is that you could sync your army bomb mm-hmm. to it. I don't know how this is going to work. I, like, did they put a tutorial or is it just going to show us yes. on Weverse? They already posted the instructions on Weverse for you to uh, be able to, like, uh, sync it. Okay. You know what I mean? Oh, nice. Okay. And yeah, and it's cool because you'll be able to follow, like, the light stick is going to follow the same, I guess, light rhythm, <laughs> light you could rhythm. call it, as, as it is being shown on in the concert. So it's like you're there. Aww, I think it's like that is cool. really cool. Isn't that like something innovative, Roseanne? Like, who has done this? Right? I don't know anybody who has. Who has done it? Like I, I know people have streamed concerts and events, but like to have their light stick. I don't know. I can't think. Of, like, correct us if we're wrong, but they might be the first group to sync their light sticks to a live concert. But mm-hmm. then again, have they done that for theater? Theaters they have right. Well, they did that. Yeah, I, re- I was it. I yeah, it was last year. Why am I asking myself if it was this year because they didn't have any <laughs> this year. Um, last year they did that where you could go at a specific time because it was at the same time, which was the speak yourself the final show. Mm-hmm. Yes. So okay. they did that for theaters, but this is actually going to be from the comfort of your own home. Mm-hmm. You know, this will be a portable concert. You could bring this to your bathroom, to your kitchen. <laughs> Please wash your hands. <laughs> yeah, anywhere, as long as you're washing your hands. Yeah, that's true. As long as you have um, internet. But in case uh, you didn't know, Army listening, uh, the order in which they're going to be showing this is like the first day, it's going to be like Roseanne said, BTS's HYYH live concert from 2015. Uh, then we go to 2016's HYYH epilogue concert. And then 2014's Red Bullet live trilogy tour. And then the third muster from 2016. And then on April 19th, we go, we start with 2017's Wings Tour in Seoul. Then the Wings Tour, the final show. And then 2018's fourth muster. And finally, the Love Yourself Soul concert from 2018. So which ones were you able to go to, Roseanne? Out of all those. I've only gone to the Wings. Mm-hmm. And, like, the first concert was the Wings. I didn't get to attend, like, the the Red Bullet tour. Mm-hmm. I do know people who have. I'm so jealous. Some of my friends have attended it. And then they got to meet them. Because that was when they were doing meet and greets. Oh, like, my God. Could, uh, How lucky. You know, I did the group picture. So oh. I missed out on that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Man, so this is going to be really fun. I don't know where I saw it. There was a mention about BTS kind of being in the live stream. Or are they going to like talk on the live stream? Or that's not happening at all. That's just... Well, I don't... I actually don't know that. But I do think... I mean... I mean, that's just hopeful wishing for me. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I think I can speak for many armies out there that we wish that maybe in between. Because there's going to be intermissions. Ah, they did say that. Oh, there okay, is going to okay. be intermissions between. <gasps> so I think that maybe those intermissions may be like the guys popping in here and okay. there. Like, I don't know, you know, watching with us or sending us like uplifting messages yeah. or something. Oh, you know? that'd be really nice. Yeah, I don't know where I saw something like that. But I guess we'll see. It's going to be... It's yes, this it is weekend. this week. Look at that. See? <laughs> oh my 
days are like blending in. Yeah, April April 18th and April 19th starting at 12 p.m. Korean Standard Time. So wherever you are, Army, just Google what 12 p.m. Korean Standard Time is for you. Yeah, that's what I do. I was like 12 p.m. KST convert to PST and then that's, Exactly. That's I do the same, time. but I change it to CST. <laughs> Um, and the reason why I do believe that they may be like popping in here and there is because BTS themselves have started uh, teasing it or like preparing for the show themselves because on Instagram, I don't know if you saw, they posted uh, on Instagram, it was Jungkook and RM. They posted a selfie with army bombs, holding army bombs and counting down the days for Bangbangcon. What was exciting as well is that Jungkook is holding the army bomb version three light stick mm-hmm. but rm is holding the map of the soul special edition army yes. ain't that exciting Roseanne? that army bomb looks so slick yeah i am super excited because well not only have they prepared a new edition for the army mm-hmm. bomb for us like i it's like this was supposed to be the army bomb for the concert but other than that like it looks sleek. Mm-hmm. It looks smooth and futuristic. <laughs> what do you think about the new army bomb? Like, it looks good. I personally wish I could purchase it, but I think it's only available in Korea yeah. at the moment, but I'm sure it's going to be available to us worldwide. I'm pretty sure as well, because I think I saw somewhere on Twitter, like, uh, you know how you can contact, like, Weaver's support? Somebody did that, mm-hmm. and they replied stating that maybe later on it'll be available or something like that. Like, the wording may not be exactly like that, ARMY, but um, they did reply saying that, like, they do have plans or something like that to make it available in the future. Okay. Um, And it only makes sense. They probably won't announce it until the tour, Mm -hmm. like, the new dates are announced. Yeah. Because as far as ARMY bombs go, they always have them available for sale ahead of the tour and also during the the tour like they have it in the merch like the merchandise booths yeah and so it only makes sense that they're maybe waiting until they have the date so that they can like officially say hey we're gonna sell them for the tour as well but like you said i also think it's very sophisticated like Mm -hmm. it's very clean i guess those are the words that came to mind like sophisticated like clean like sleek like the curvature like she curvy and... she's curvy <laughs> but i do have to bring up that a lot of army were like making fun of it on twitter <laughs> they were saying that it looks like a light bulb it looks like one of those garden bulbs that like you put like on the in the grass okay, we tro- okay we're, we're trolling we're just you know making jokes but yeah uh <laughs> It does look like those solar-powered <laughs> lights outside. If you want to, you could buy them and you could set them out in your yard as well. I mean, we can't promise you it won't go missing. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was about to make a joke, Roseanne, but it's like a fail. Because <laughs> you what? know how it's called, like, the map of the soul. And then if you put it, like, in your garden, it, like, can create the map of the soul. Okay, I'm going to stop. The soil. That was, that was lame. <laughs> wait, wait. No, that was good. The map of the soil. Okay. Okay. No, I get it. Jose, I got you. Oh. I got you. Oh, my God. <laughs> it looks good, oh though. God. It It looks like... Okay, let me not go there either. We're trying to make these jokes. You're say- <laughs> it's no. 
What were you gonna it's, say? No, it's, mine was not funny at all. I was just gonna say what were you it gonna looks. Say? It's not funny because I was just gonna say it looks like my soul. It's captured. That's why. It's back. No. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> okay. Okay, sh- guys, listen up. Sugar shared a demo of what we think is seesaw on Twitter. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, but it said eighteen zero two one three flower vocal guide on the clip. Mm-hmm. And when you listen to it, though, what what was the difference between this demo versus the seesaw? now the final version well i mean obviously it is what he's singing um for me i don't know what he's saying in this uh demo but i mean it could be because he is recording like on his phone from his uh computer or whatever so the audio Mm. obviously is not going to be like the best quality um in some parts, I hear, like, some English, but then I'm, like, unsure if it is English. It could just yeah, be Korean. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Yeah, but I can't make out anything that he says. But um, once I read, you know, Flower Vocal Guide, I was like, well, that kind of does make sense. Like, if it's just a vocal guide, maybe he was just singing, like... Oh, for the melody. The melody. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't necessarily saying stuff. But um, another thing that's different is obviously, like, the beat. Like, it is similar to Seesaw, what we know of it today. Yeah. But it is it is somewhat different. But mm-hmm. um, I think it's exciting to see this and... Well, not even see it, hear it. Because it's, like, letting us see, like, the early stages of a BTS song. And a Suga-produced mm-hmm. song as well, you know what I mean? Because this is his solo from Love Yourself Answer. And, um... It's interesting to point out also that it could have been potentially called flower instead of seesaw. Uh-huh. Seesaw. Oh, mm-hmm. that's why I said flower vocal guide. Ah, you know when I I'm trying to like listen to it now, mm-hmm. and you could hear crickets, and the oh, piano yeah. is a lot more more. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Defined in this, mm-hmm. so. Ew. Very interesting. No, I really want Shiga. I know he's not gonna do this because I wish he did, but like. If BTS could make an archive, a website where we could mm-hmm. um, go and check out their drafts and their demos of all old songs, mm-hmm. they probably won't do that because then they're giving out ideas. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know what you that mean. That they could potentially use in the future. But I wish there was an archive that we could go into and listen to. Like, like I still want to hear the old the, the draft for Spring Day. You know what I mean? Oh, that Taehyung made? yeah. Yes, and also Idol, isn't there like a different version of Idol as well? Like the one that they teased us with and we were like, wait, that's not what the end result was as well, <laughs> you know? I was sure. Or the Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Remember the, the teaser that for that? Sounded like an R&B yeah. version. They just that's they need to drop true. that. If only. And like you said, they probably have all this archived and it's probably like, really secure like they have it encrypted or something that nobody can like <laughs> hack in there or whatever because yeah. like the this vocal guide the 180213 obviously that means february 13th of 2018 you know what i mean so yeah. they have this since 2018 and i'm pretty sure that they have more like mm-hmm. many more yeah. files in there because on the tweet he captioned it saying that while he was like on his computer like he just found it like randomly so it wasn't even him looking for it like he just found it 
and saved somewhere in his hard drive. So just imagine wow. what other songs are in there. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Now, that's another thing. Um, maybe in the future, um, they could drop a documentary or behind the scenes on like a song being put together. Because mm-hmm. like you mentioned, it says 2018. This, these songs mm-hmm. take years to put together. And so it's really cool, though, how he shared with us this old demo version of Seesaw. Like, really interesting. So those were the updates we had for today. Now we're moving to our favorite segment, Love Army, where we read letters written by you guys. If you want to submit your letter or voice recording, please email them to interlude.army.podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's interlude.army.podcast at gmail.com. And don't feel discouraged if we haven't read your letter yet because we could always read them in future episodes. So for today, we have one letter, and this letter comes from Erica Canadi. I am so sorry if I mispronounced that. Um, she says, Hi guys, my name is Erica. I discovered BTS on May 1st, 2019, when they performed at the BBMAs with Halsey. That very night, I became an ARMY. I immediately looked them up and caught up with as much information about them as I could. Within this short amount of time, I've grown to understand the meaning behind loving yourself. And while I may not be there all the way yet, I can only thank BTS and ARMY for it. BTS showed me that even my imperfections are perfect, and I'm worth it. BTS has quite frankly changed my life. If not for them, I would be following a path that wasn't meant for me and doing something that I'm not 100% passionate about. They've shown me my purpose in life, and for that, I will be forever grateful. While I may not have support at home, I could always count on the guys to lift me up and motivate me to keep going. One quote that I've always had in my heart is, The two most important days in your life are the day you are born and the day you find out why, by Mark Twain. This is essentially saying the day you discover your true passion and purpose will be the most important day. I wholeheartedly believe that I would have never discovered my purpose if it weren't for BTS. While I'm upset that I didn't discover them sooner, I'm so grateful I'm able to walk with them and ARMY in this path called life and journey together. I love them with all my being and I'm so excited for what's next to come in our journey. I purple you. Thank you, Erica. Thank you. This was, I like, it just puts a smile on my face because it's something that we could relate to as well. And I hope that other armies feel the same. A journey to find ourselves and to love ourselves. And the fact that we're all in this together. We're all in this together. (laughs) This is what makes it fun, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Um, I love how you mentioned, Erica, that it doesn't matter when you mm-hmm. discover like you or when you find bts in your path you know in life um it's meant to be you know that that yes. moment it's meant to be whenever it is and uh even if yours was in 2019 you found them though that's the important part you know you found them yes. and now you love yourself or you're beginning you know this path of loving yourself a bit more more than yesterday and less than tomorrow i always like to say that um And yeah, just hopefully you keep going and we're happy to have you in this army fandom, Erica. Thank you so much. Thank you, Erica. Are you listening to this episode on Himalaya? 
If you are, congratulations because you're already using the best new podcast app out there. Not only does Himalaya have tons of cool features like curated podcast playlists and collections, along with personalized recommendations, but our brand new members-only version of this, Interlude Army Plus, is only available on the Himalaya app. When you become a member of Interlude Army Plus, you'll get all ad-free, exclusive episodes, giveaways, and more. You'll even get these episodes a day early. And the best part is, Interlude Army Plus is available for just $4.99 a month. So download Himalaya and join Interlude Army Plus today. Also, I want to give a special shout out to K-Pop Music Town LA for sponsoring our previous giveaway. Now they're located in Los Angeles and Buena Park. Welcome back to Interlude Army. Today we have a very special guest joining us. We are excited to have the opportunity to interview Sleep Tease. He helped produce Jungkook's song, My Time. So please welcome Sleep Tease. Hey, how's everybody doing? <laughs> doing good. Doing good. No, we really appreciate you taking the time to come out here and join us because there's a lot of questions we're interested in asking and just... I believe you are the first producer or edit, someone that's linked to music that's on our podcast. So it's such a huge yep. honor to have you. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> that was great. So our first question is, what inspired you to begin your career in music? And what cool places has it led you to? Um, I started playing piano uh, when I was about maybe 14 or 15. I begged my mom for this keyboard. She was able to uh, save up and get it for me. I'm very fortunate for that. That's really what started it. And then uh, I started just making beats and stuff for like my friends in high school. I went to high school in Bakersfield. It was cool. I did, that's just what started it. And um, I couldn't imagine that. I mean, you said, where has it led me to? I mean, I've, I've been to probably 50 to 60 countries wow. for, for music. Wow. Yeah, I've been all over the entire world. Uh, I lived in New Zealand for a little while, working on projects. I lived there for three years. <laughs> I spent a little time in Nice and France, uh, and also Hong Kong as well. I spent uh, about six months in Hong Kong as well. And so, like, this is just all based off of making music, you know? So I just never would have known, like, a little $200, $300 keyboard would lead to me, like, getting a chance to, like, see the entire world. Like, I mean, I've met President Obama. and just so many things we did the music for the uh for the dnc in uh denver when he was uh running for president he wasn't president oh, wow. yet technically <laughs> but uh, we did all the music for that for the for the dnc and there's so many things i could go on forever but it's definitely <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm very thankful for her buying that keyboard for me I, I do have a question though is there anyone else in your family that like is involved in music um my little brother was involved on the business side a bit, and, and believe it or not, I'm gonna give him a shout out. We call him Scrimp. His name is Randall, but um, <laughs> <laughs> he used to be in a rock band, and it's it funny if you see us like we we look similar, but there's two totally different vibes. Like he has like some face tats, and he had the big piercings in his ear, and I'm like pretty reserved <laughs> and like you know, back. But um, yeah, I think he's the only one. My, oh, I actually. Um, I have my little sister. She actually just started to do uh, rap. She starts. Ooh. She's rapping now, and she does a lot of uh, a lot of poetry. My little sister Brianna. So, That's yeah, awesome. I guess I guess 
the arts do kind of run in the family a bit. Mm-hmm. I think I'm the only one that pursued it early. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I'm the oldest, so maybe that's why, or maybe I wanted to get as far away from Beggar Show as possible. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I'm the only one that's like try to pursue it professionally. Cool. So besides the piano, what other instruments do you know how to play? Or um, I know how to play the bass, uh, bass guitar, pretty decent. Um, I play the, I, I can play the drums. Uh, I'm left-handed, uh-huh. and so that like kind of like helped, uh, not helped actually preventing me from being able to like learn guitar because I was trying to when I was younger, but uh, I couldn't figure out why until I was older. And the first time I ever saw a left-handed guitar, I picked it up and it felt totally natural. And I was like, damn it, if I had one of these when I was younger, I would have been able to, to play it. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's very different. Awesome. Um, so, I mean, one of the big things that we learned from you, Sleep, is that you actually helped produce Jungkook's song, My Time, on their new album, Map of the Soul 7. Uh, could yeah. you give us more information about how My Time was put together and your role that you played for this song? Yeah, of course. Um, I was working on, I started working on the project, I would say like maybe the beginning of August or so. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that they pretty much had already got a majority of the album worked on at the time. And um, my friend, who's become my friend through business, uh, I actually met her, I think it was 2016 or 17. Mm -hmm. And she was working with um, another label in, uh, in Korea. And I went out there and I worked on SF9 when SF9 was new. And I went and did songs with them. And I went and did some songs with uh, CN Blue. And um, we had just a great time there. And that was my first time going to Seoul for work. I've been there twice for tour, Mm -hmm. um, but I had never been there to work on any music. And so it was a great experience. That went well. And so I guess they got to a point in the album where, so like the recording process, like, I don't know how it fully works for them, but for like me and other projects I've been involved in, you kind of like go in and you just kind of create freely and then you kind of get the best songs from those ones that you make. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to make a 15 song album, for example, you might do like a, a one to two or one to three ratio. So you might record 45 songs. They might not all be full and complete, but mm-hmm. you, you're going to record 45 to 50 songs to get 15 songs, right? Wow. So <clears throat> I'm guessing that they got to a point where they had like maybe the meat of the album and knew kind of what they were doing and they wanted some more things. That's just my opinion. And um, she contacted me and um, she was like, hey, do you remember me? <laughs> and I was like, of course. Like I remember everybody that you know I work with pretty much. Mm-hmm. She uh, asked if I wanted to work on, on BTS. Wow. And I was like, of course. So she kind of gave me like some some pretty loose guidelines just kind of like the vibe of what she wanted to of what they wanted and Mm -hmm. uh and so i just kind of went in and i created um i think that day i made like five ideas and the very first one i kept going back to and listening to over and over that was my time Mm -hmm. and i just knew it like i knew it when i heard it it was something about it i don't know it's hard to explain but i know other musicians will tell you this is just sometimes you just know Mm-hmm. I had a feeling that uh, that it was going to be special. And so um, I called up Era, who's a, a good friend of mine, Jerry Gibson, who's a songwriter on the song. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sent him 
the track and I, and he FaceTimed me five minutes later and he was going crazy. <laughs> if you guys ever talk to him one day or when we do it in person, I'll bring him so you can see he's a maniac. Like his energy is through the roof. Uh-huh. Like I, total opposite. Like I'm very <laughs> actually sleep and he's just very like awake, bouncing off walls all the time. <laughs> yeah, he's awake. <laughs> and so he FaceTimes me and he's like going crazy. I can't even understand what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I'm going to work on this first thing tomorrow. I got to finish this. I got to do this. I have to do something else so I can get to this. But I'm going to do this. An hour later, he sent me a voice, uh, a video. He had already started working on the song. He scrapped everything that he was doing that oh. day and started working on it immediately. Oh, my God. And so that was wow. the very beginning of it. And so we just kind of went back and forth. We were on FaceTime. You know, I was making my suggestions and he was doing his thing. And uh, we got, like, a nice, a nice rough mm-hmm. version of an idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sent it back over to Korea, and they loved it right away. And um, once they love something, that's when <laughs> that's when the fun begins because you know that you're gonna do about 20 revisions. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but it's good, you know. It's, yeah. it's better than someone than them saying, "Oh, we passed on this," you know. But uh-oh. yeah. So yeah. So that was probably I would say August. Yeah, that was pretty much like the birth of what became my time but i think everybody involved even on their side because they were really excited Mm -hmm. Um, everybody knew that it was going to be a special song so before you actually started working on it uh did you already know of bts or had you heard about them or did you follow them or listen to the music yeah 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 i did um so um nipsey was mc hustle the uh, rapper he was Mm -hmm. a friend of mine Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he passed away last year. But he used to uh, always, you know, like make jokes about me always being overseas. And uh, he used to call me international sleep all the time. And so <laughs> uh, <laughs> he wouldn't say it quite that way. But <laughs> we're gonna do the <laughs> keep it PG thirteen for the yeah. podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> but he would always call me that, and I always liked it actually. So I ended up. Uh, you know, he would just say funny stuff. There's actually like a video on the internet of me and him in New York, and we're like, oh, we're babies. This is like probably 2009, mm-hmm. and we're in New York, and I'm wearing like a, a Burberry polo, and he's just like, you know, he's fresh out of South Central LA, and he's like making fun of me for wearing a polo, but not in a bad way. He's just like always called me very international. He's like, where did you just come from, Paris, or where you where you been at? So because of that, because of being going to so many different countries Mm -hmm. uh between like 2009 and 2015 i was constantly overseas i learned to love a lot of different music just period you know yeah even culture just you know food and just everything about other cultures that i hadn't experienced yet so i was very familiar with bts um my little sister loves bts yeah, so I mean, she's probably the most excited. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I was very familiar with BTS already uh, when I was in Korea, and I think twenty seventeen, twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. You can just kind of see that they were really, really like on the incline. You know, they were huge in Korea right. already, but you were you were starting to see the international footprint and start to cross over to America as well if you're paying attention you can see it happening it was something that i was interested in i just had no idea how it would happen because i remember looking at like the credits before and you can look and tell that they were pretty uh in-house you know as far Mm -hmm. as their team and it seemed like it was pretty tight-knit and i was kind of 
I'm a bit of a hiatus, so I just saw it and I was like, oh, that'd be cool to do that one day, and it just kind of fell on my lap. But I was already a, a fan of the music, and and really, um, even more than the music, the branding, mm-hmm. the messaging, the music. You know, I was really into the fact that they were not trying to force themselves into doing a full English album. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of appreciated that because I feel like, uh, you know, I just feel like in America, we dabble in everybody else's culture so much. But then when it comes to their music, it's kind of like, oh, well, why don't they do an English song? But it's like, if you're going to go eat Korean barbecue <laughs> and watch Korean movies, like, why don't you try to listen to a Korean song or learn a phrase or two? Or, yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's just kind of like crazy to me that if we can have, I mean, Despacito was a, a huge record on radio, right? Mm-hmm. So how come On couldn't have been a huge record on radio? Like, people didn't know what Despacito means, especially if you didn't live in California like or, or Florida, you know, a place with heavy uh, Latin population. So I don't know. I just, I, I've always been into things that are a little bit different, but yeah. I was a fan of like their overall branding and even the whole Map of the Soul rollout, just the different Map of the Soul projects with Persona and, and things like that. I, I thought that was really cool. I used the, the psychology point of it all to, to put that together it, it makes the fans interested in what's next and what's to come you, you know follow the fans on your journey and i think that that's a big part of the reason why um they because they connect with their with their audience like i feel like a lot of people get disconnected from their audience but they seem to never do that they always are connected with their audience and i think that's great I'm so glad that you mentioned that because those are a few of the things that are overlooked by the general public. So I'm glad that you touched based on their message and what they've been working on for years. Yeah. Question though, like when you received the news about this project, did you know that this was going to be a solo song? Especially a solo song for Jungkook, the youngest member? Um, no, I didn't know that. Uh, the fact that I had listened to some of their music and was a little familiar the style that they wanted, mm-hmm. it made me think that it was going to be that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just assumed that maybe he would be like the lead vocalist and maybe, you know, there'd be a rap feature on there, maybe R.M. Mm-hmm. Or, or Sugar or something like that. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, it's, and too, like, when you're in the middle of it, you don't really think. You just know it's BTS and <laughs> you just take it serious and yeah. you try to do a good job. So um, when did you find out that? it was going to be a solo song. Was it until the album came out or were you able to like listen and work on it once his vocals were on the song? Oh yeah. So, okay. I told my friend, um, my friend Joyce said, I was going to make sure that I tried to tell you guys something that I haven't told anybody else. (laughs) So this is (laughs) a good, this is an exclusive, but this is if anybody cares about me at all, you know, this is cool, you know, but um, the, the best, one of the best parts of this, whole thing was uh like i said you you do so many revisions and sometimes you start questioning yourself like dang am i am i doing something wrong here like you know what do i got to do to get this right and so um i woke up and i have the email still and it was uh i knew that they had been recording it because when we were working on it i actually had to raise the key of the song because sometimes you actually lower the key because sometimes the notes are too high but when we raised it Mm -hmm. uh, that also lets you know how good of a vocalist he is I got the final version of the song on no- on November 4th, which is my dad's birthday, who's passed away. And so that's always like a, you know, it's not always a tough time, but it's always an interesting time. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to feel something when his birthday comes around. And I woke up and, you know, the time difference is crazy. And so 
I'm so used to getting emails from Korea in the middle of the night <laughs> with yeah. uh, changes. And so I got the email and I was looking, I'm like, okay, so what do we have to change today? <laughs> and then I, I opened the email and it's the uh, an early version of the song with his vocals on it, but this is the first time that I received it. Oh. And I got so excited. I was like, I couldn't wait to hear it. And so like, I woke up and I'm like stumbling. <laughs> down the hallway <laughs> and then like <laughs> my apartment is, is, is three floors and so I'm, I'm that's that, that's not a that's not a flex by the way <laughs> so I'm just I'm just saying that this is dangerous so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah drinking or being sleepy in my house is always you know, uh, an action sport <laughs> and so um I'm trying to hurry up and get downstairs I'm like okay pay attention to the steps please pay attention to the steps and so I'm like running downstairs and I, I turn on the big speakers and I turn it on and I hear it for the first time. Actually, I turned on my camera too. I actually recorded it. I might share it later in the year, like on the on, on the one year anniversary or something. But oh, yes. I ran downstairs and I played it and I heard it for the very first, first time. And I played it maybe 25 times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just like that feeling that I first had when I was working on the beat. Mm-hmm. It just that was the that was the manifestation of all of that. Like that was the full circle moment where it was just like, ah, oh, yes. And then it, it, it happened on my dad's birthday too. So it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like, you know, that's a huge project to be um, a part of. You know, I mean, I didn't know it was going to be this huge, but I know it was going to be big. <laughs> but you know, it's just a lot of different things. And then my birthday is a week after that, so it was just the best uh, overall birthday present to to find out that <laughs> that. Um, not only to find out, but to hear the song and hear that it's good. Because mm-hmm. I've been on a couple of albums, I'm not gonna say which one. Sometimes the song doesn't come out exactly how you wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Um, or just, you know, I'm a producer, so I make beats. And so sometimes they go in a totally different direction than you pictured in your head. But this was just like, it was totally it was spot on. And wow. I was excited. <laughs> yeah. So it makes it like even extra special for you. Yeah. That was my uh, birthday present right there. (laughs) Um, So you actually mentioned right now that the song was originally down a wonky, but it was raised up because of his Uh range. Um, How far were you guys into the song when you decided to do this? So I started in August Mm -hmm. and we raised the key in October. Uh So I would imagine that, you know, I mean, you know that their schedules are insane, but I I would imagine that they were probably going through the writing process because sometimes you take your time with that and getting it right. I I saw uh, RM did his his, uh, V-Live. He was saying that he had trouble getting some of the writing done. Mm -hmm. And it's probably, they probably started recording and they probably were like, hey, we need to raise this up. And so... Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, they contacted me and I raised up all the stems and all the parts individually and sent it off the next day. And I probably got the version I just told you about. I probably got mm-hmm. that back maybe about three weeks later. Oh. So yeah. I mean, you did mention that you had to come up with a bunch of drafts and that's kind of common within the industry, but how was your experience working with Big Hit and Jungkook himself? For me, I actually prefer the method of communication out of Korea a lot more than I do mm-hmm. in America. 
Mm. And I don't care what anybody thinks about that here in America. If listening. <laughs> they can learn something. It's, no, seriously, like uh, music is a very collaborative thing, right? And I feel like a lot of people just kind of want to have something to say just to have something to say. For me, if I can't add to the conversation, then I'm probably going to be quiet. And so sometimes we deal with like, who's saying like, ah, oh, yeah, I just don't know. I just don't know. But not from Korea. Korea is like, at the two minute and 12 second mark, <laughs> and yeah. we change this here. After this mark, can we change? Or can we try something more like this? And it's just very, very detailed. And for some people, uh, it might that might seem anal. If you're a little bit spoiled, you might, or if you have like a bit of an ego, you might feel a certain way about that. But not me. I prefer to work with people that know what they want. Mm-hmm. out of a record because it's not about me at that point right it's mm-hmm. about the song and whatever is best for the song so the revisions they were never like full out like make a whole another track it was always just small things um small yeah. things that lead to big things that's really what music is you're putting a lot of small parts together to make one big thing so it was pretty cool to go through that process on a song because it's, it's different right because it's mm-hmm. such a big album you know and they knew that better than i did because they know their sales and they know <laughs> yeah what their goals are and they know mm-hmm. what they're what they're going towards while me like you know i'm just kind of just like hey whatever you guys need i'll do it so the fact that they were very uh precise on the edits it helped help me deliver what they needed from me so um, I, pr- I prefer that method of communication because <laughs> you can't get anything done without communication so <laughs> right. that's true yeah i'm so yeah. i'm so glad you mentioned that because i've seen interviews like here in America of artists saying like, oh, I never actually was in the studio or like I never really talked to them. They just sent me this and I just did what I had to do. And they, there wasn't really that much collaboration, even though it's called the collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the that's the era that we're in with, um, with the Internet, but it doesn't mean that it has to be uh, inefficient or plug and play. Right. right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't just because the internet is here for convenience and you know people have different schedules. It doesn't mean that you can't be all in, all involved. Right. You know, um, like I said, it just comes down to communicating what is necessary. And uh, I feel like the way I produce that mm-hmm. I make records that when people hear them, you know, twenty years from now, you might hear small inklings of the time period, but you're never going to be able to just stick it in a time period. I like to make stuff that is feels timeless that you can listen to forever right and yeah. um i feel like the only way you're going to get that is if everybody's input is involved because you're mm-hmm. adding the uniqueness of six seven eight different people mm-hmm. into a song mm-hmm. and so when you add all those things you get something that's never happened before if i was to just make a whole song on my end and send it and someone records it just i just don't think that that's the way that music is supposed to be made i, I like talking to the artist whether it's in the studio or electronically to figure mm-hmm. out what it is they need and, and, and involve their input fully like i don't need to it's not a one-man sport not for me at least so so we actually did see one of your tweets stating that Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> don't worry don't worry he's like which one which i know really, don't don't worry it's not bad when you played my time for a big publisher back in january and told mm-hmm. them it it would be a huge track um, it doesn't matter if it's the lead single or not. They told you that they only estimated 20 to 30 million streams over 12 to 18 months. 
But little did they know that my time would hit 30 million streams in less than two months. So were you surprised by this? And what was your reaction? I wasn't surprised by it. Um, So just I want to state that I know the tweet read one way. They weren't being malicious and saying 20 to 30 Uh million streams. But that's still good. Right, right. (laughs) You know, it's just they just didn't know about BTS and the BTS army, I guess. (laughs) I don't know. I wasn't certain if it's going to be a single at some point or not. Like, I don't know that information, but I just know that that's a song that's going to connect with people. And then once I found out what the Korean translation was, I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. this is going to, you know, and obviously my little sister is telling me about uh, Jake Pay and how, you know, she's just breaking the whole thing down to me. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I really, I get what's, okay. So I'm like, this song is really, really going to be special. Mm -hmm. And, um, I guess, so just in general, uh, I played them the record and I played them some other records that I have coming out this year with other mm-hmm. uh, big artists and they want me to be a part of their company, right? Mm-hmm. And so they did evaluations on all the records of what they project those records to sell. Oh. So that's how we got to that point. And I was telling them, I told them that it's gonna be a 100 million stream song easily. And they said that i don't know what research they did but they were saying based off other songs they were like saying some of their songs the big singles have like up to 300 million streams but Mm -hmm. because it's not a lead single they didn't think that it would perform that well and they're super wrong (laughs) (laughs) super wrong so you know um i i wasn't surprised though uh maybe by how quick i thought that it might take a little while for people to gravitate towards that one but i i guess yeah it was even a, a trending topic the first few days on twitter worldwide when the album came out so mm-hmm. it was um at that point I, I knew i was like okay people we did something special here and i, I don't think people had ever heard him on a track like that right so mm-hmm. definitely know. like yeah. when i first heard <laughs> it i was like this is a new side to jungkook and i don't i mean it's just so good sleep like it's so good such a good song <laughs> my reaction when it started with the electric guitar just how it like i'm like mm-hmm. oh my god is this like r&b i just it was what we were waiting for we didn't know what we needed until this came out and <laughs> some people uh, the fans i think the fans found me like maybe i would say two days before the album came out they all did a press release and kind of gave more info on the mm-hmm. album and um, I think that Jungkook said that his yeah he had a solo song and everybody was talking about it and I guess like the fans went scouring the internet and <laughs> so I the first person that I saw post that they were involved was uh, I think it was Troy no it was Melanie of course mm-hmm. and then the next person I saw was Troy and I remember like one of my friends was like oh, you should post you should post about it this man I was like no I said that I wasn't gonna post anything about it until got closer to the album um so that's when i'm gonna do it and so i just put it in my bio and on twitter and that's it you know and like it was there for about a week Uh and then maybe after the press conference or the press release where they did like a little small interview i don't know if you guys saw it or not but um, that was the first time they announced that he had a solo on this project Mm-hmm. And I think one person found me, and then ten, and then a thousand, and then like my my Twitter account has never been mine since then. Now <laughs> belongs to the people; <laughs> it's no longer mine. So yeah, it was cool. 
No, yeah, the moment they see, like, ARMY sees your name, we're going to go look to see, like, who is this person? <laughs> and can we contact them? And, yeah. The funny thing is, too, is that they, you know, because I have, I have, um, you know, there's, there's there's two sides to my career. You know, I started out with uh, working in the Black Eyed Peace camp while working with my boy Prince Ford and um, him and Will I Am have been working together for maybe 12 years at that point. Wow. And mm-hmm. so that's why I, I learned the whole business and I learned everything from that side of it. And I produced on a lot of records during that time frame. And everything I've been doing since uh, 2012 has been on my own uh, outside of the cabinet. So I've been involved in like a lot of records behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And so when I guess when um, you guys were searching, they would find and sometimes they would find a rap song and somebody found a country song that I did and <laughs> somebody found some. I did for some crazy stuff, and some people found some stuff I did for Jake Paul. Which was, that was that's something else. <laughs> and so people were so confused, and it's actually cool because because I do so much stuff, people were really like thrown off. They didn't yeah. know Junk was gonna be rapping. They didn't know he was gonna be singing. They had no idea. Mm-hmm. So they kept asking me, and I was like, "Hey, I guess we gotta find out in a couple of days." Yeah. So <laughs> that was pretty cool. It is. And, you know, many armies believe that in some cases, BTS and ARMY are still underestimated. And given this case you've encountered, would you agree? And if so, why? It almost feels weird to say that one of the biggest groups in the world, the biggest group in the world is underestimated or underrated. I just think that people are very slow to adapt. And I just feel like I can't figure out why... uh, you know, I don't want to point any crazy things out, but yeah. I can't figure out why, you know, the this album in particular, in this day and age where uh, there's so much demand, why the songs aren't getting played, you know, on radio or mm-hmm. getting more more mainstream attention. Because they get mainstream attention as a group. Right. But why is the art not getting the mainstream attention that it deserves? And I feel like <clears throat> it's got to be a build-up to it. Um, and I feel like this is the time, like... If you look at, you know, two years ago, presenting at the Grammys, mm-hmm. and then you look at last year, performing with Lil Nas X at the Grammys, or, you know, this past this past Grammy, mm-hmm. and then doing Corden and Fallon and all of that stuff, I, I assumed that that was going to lead to a lot of uh, airplay, and then they did Jingle Ball, um, you know, in December. I do agree that they're, they're un- underestimated. I just, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's you can't box it in like you would do like say someone who is huge on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a huge form of media, but it's not mass media. It's not network television, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So if you have a bunch of fans who are fans of specifically a YouTuber, you can kind of box that into a category, and then you can deny it and say like, oh, well, they have to get an audience outside of YouTube if we're right. going to do yeah. this, you know. Yeah. But when you start having a group like not be a musical guest on Fallon, but take over Fallon. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Do a whole segment. You have a group do carpool karaoke. And I mean, they're massive. Like it's, it's undeniable. They're coming to the U.S. and they're selling out tours. Mm-hmm. And you got uh, 
I always say to people, but you got other artists mm-hmm. who are having to actually downgrade from doing uh, stadiums to arenas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's undeniable and I don't understand why. I mean, they're getting mainstream love from everywhere else except radio, right? Yeah. So I don't want to say that they're not getting mainstream love. I'm sure their brand value is through the roof, but yeah. why not? be playing on the radio and I just think that it is a piss poor excuse to say that because the songs are not in English mm-hmm. like get that the hell out of here like I don't want to I don't even <laughs> want to hear that because like I said we have Latin songs on the radio and they say oh well, there's a lot of Latin people that live in America oh, so there's no Korean people that live in America okay exactly. <laughs> exactly. Then, then don't go to K-Town in your city anymore if that's the case <laughs> doesn't even make sense it's just a dumb argument so yeah, yeah. They are underestimated. The army is underestimated, but you know, the underdogs are going to end up on top. Yes. But it's so true because like on radio, it's it's like you said, like they performed at the Jingle Ball and they've done mm-hmm. numerous iHeart radio events or like appearances or whatever it may be in like it's almost like they're just being used for that because they know that iHeart radio knows that they're going to get the clicks and the attention and the traffic. But when it comes to actually, you know, giving like paying by paying it forward by like actually putting them on radio, it's just not mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. Like I think something came out recently where I think the first day that the album came out, like it was only played once or something like that on radio or in some stations. So it's just crazy that to this day, like it just that doesn't. doesn't yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't add up. And the thing, the worst part about that is like, because at the end of the day, you could make the argument that they're so big that they don't need radio, right? But mm. they do because <clears throat> the metrics on, on Billboard in particular, the Hot 100, relies heavily on radio. And I feel right. like that's something that also needs to be uh, revamped even more. It's been revamped quite a bit over the years uh, when they started adding streaming to be involved in it. That changed the uh the landscape of music i'll tell you guys like from i guess like a little bit of an insider perspective when you had the era of like let's say like katie perry kesha mm-hmm. you know the whole dr luke era where all those songs were coming out they didn't count streaming at that time and so right they counted radio play heavily heavily right and mm-hmm. in sales as well and um so what you had was it, they had the formula down packed to end up in the top 10 on the Hot 100. Um, you had a lot of music that sounded exactly the same during that time period as well. Yes. And then music started to change a bit in America. You started having like the R&B underground scenes getting bigger. I think Jim Aiko was a big champion of that. And um, that led to like a bit of an underground R&B sound that started to creep and bubble up and bubble up. And with uh, technology getting better and better. You start ending up with, uh, you know, the DIY, like you can record it at home, record yourself. And when you start doing that and then you have the power of the Internet, you start to create uh, blended genres of music, doing it your way, mm-hmm. not the way that was very formulaic in the way that mm-hmm. people are trying to tell you this is how a pop record should sound. Right. And so what ended up happening, because there was so much success with that, I would say, like, one side of that is Janae Aiko with the R&B sound, but then you have uh, Lord came out and she did really well. And yeah. you start having more, it started turning into like more of a singer songwriter kind of vibe that yeah. started coming into radio. Mm-hmm. And that started ushering the old era out and bringing like more new sounds to radio. And then um, what 
happened was Katy Perry had uh, the record Dark Horse out, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, Dark Horse is, uh, I, I believe Dark Horse was actually a Juicy J track first. He actually got a song for that first. But um, Katy Perry ended up doing a song to it. The song was, you know, it was a good song. It was a good pop record, right? Over Pop record over basically like a urban track, right? Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, you had Beyonce do a surprise drop album, the oh, Beyonce mm-hmm. self-titled album, right? Yes. And so, um, Drunken Love was the lead single from that, Beyonce and Jay-Z, right? It's the biggest song out at the time. It's undeniable. The impact of it, Surfboard, <laughs> it had all the, you know, all the hash that had everything that made the song explode on social, right? That song never hit number one on the Hot 100. Can you believe that? So it was number one in streams. It was number one in social impact. It was number one in everything except for mainstream radio play. Right. But but that's Beyonce. So when you see that and you, so I, I feel like that was the beginning of when things started to change, when they started incorporating streaming more heavily into the Hot 100. Mm-hmm. And now you see what's happened since then. I don't think, no disrespect to you know Katy Perry, but that style of music in general, like her, uh, and that very kind of formulaic pop song, mm-hmm. hasn't really dominated the Hot 100 top 10 since. Mm. And so I, it takes for stuff like that to happen. So maybe the point I was leading to with all that hopefully with all the i don't want to say complaints because they're, they're justified but with, with shedding light on this mm-hmm. hopefully bts can be a group that ushers in more change for the hot 100 and ushers in more factors other than mainstream radio play yes. you know because Definitely. the yeah. social impact is undeniable the fan base is massive and you know one of the biggest misconceptions that i think people have even my friends, they'll say something like, you know, in a respectful way, they'll say like, oh, you can't, you won't even be able to walk through uh, K-Town anymore. And I'm like, <laughs> you guys don't understand. It's not only Korean fans. Like they have yeah. a huge base in India, mm-hmm. uh, South America, Europe, America. Like this is a truly global phenomenon. It's mm-hmm. not just isolated to one group. Yeah. Like they're huge and so i think that the more people start to realize that you know hopefully this whole situation can be can cause the people in charge to look over their system mm-hmm. and um you got to give the people what they what they want yes. like you know if they want to hear bts on the radio let them have bts on the radio <clears throat> and the other part of that is it's going to bring so many more new fans just look at the comments on the youtube channel on the carpool karaoke Right. Yeah. There's so many people that are just like, oh, wow, I, I've heard of these guys, but I never knew that they were this talented. Right. So, you know, give them a shot to to get bigger. There's, it only helps. It only helps everybody. It does. You know? It only helps yeah. everybody. So that was a very long-winded answer, but I hope Oh, no. <laughs> I, we loved your answer. It totally makes sense. We loved your answer. And we're so happy that somebody like that's actually in the business, like knows about this and sees it like the way we do, because we definitely see how it's so unfair, you know, like people want to listen to them. It's not that they don't want to listen to them. If you you give them a chance, you'll be able to like 
gain more of listeners to your radio station and stuff I didn't... oh yeah we're if yeah. we know you're gonna play the song we're gonna go on your radio station and listen to it i mean even like you know steve jobs had a quote that was like along the lines of uh like we don't try to create what people want we give them what they're going to want you know so it's mm. like I, yeah. I think with this same way it's like if you put it on the radio let the people tell you if they like it or not you know even mm. People are gonna love it and not know that they ever would have loved it, mm-hmm. and how else are they gonna get that chance? You know. But yeah, um, we want to get all your social media information so that way our listeners can reach out to you. Those who haven't, you know, have been able to find you. Where can people find you? Sleep on social media. Um, at Sleep D's on Twitter and at Sleep Vision on Instagram. And uh, I do want to give a shout out to BTS Army on Twitter. I have so much fun talking to you guys and answering your questions. And um, I actually started, uh, I don't know if you guys have saw, but I've actually started since we've been in quarantine, uh, Mm -hmm. hashtag sleep in theater. So I've been having movie nights with the Army. (laughs) Yeah, I saw that, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I started a Discord and like 24 hours before I'm going to do a movie, I'll just like do a poll and say like which movie we're gonna watch tomorrow night, and I mean sometimes it ends up being like six hundred people in our private Discord chat, and we all like nice. live stream a movie together, and so uh, you know they give me so much credit for me getting helping get them through the quarantine. They're also helping me get through this too because like I live alone and I can only make so many beats in a day, man. Like you know, so it's fun to jump on Twitter and you know <clears throat> talk a little trash sometimes, but you know just have fun uh, <laughs> with the fans and you know it's been a it's been a very it was a little different but it's been a very great experience being able to interact directly with the people mm-hmm. that love the music and there's been like there's so many talented people in the army like at arc 10 she's a music producer and she's mm-hmm. phenomenal i actually gave her my uh private collection of drum sounds because i heard some of her music and i was just like oh she's got real talent and I gave her that, and uh, I listen to demos um, through Twitter as well, and I give advice. And so, like you know, I'm like, I'm like a big brother for the fans, so they can reach out to me if I see it. Um, I usually try to reply to it. Uh, so yeah, there's like lots of great people in Army, and such a diverse group of people too. So that's one more thing I want to add. You know, they told me that BTS Army was a bunch of teenage girls. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, since then I've met um, so many people that are not teenage girls. Uh, I met a really a, a talented attorney, Abby from uh, India. I've met two people that work for NASA and they both offered me tours when quarantine was over to come tour NASA. Wow. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've met like painters through BTS Army, drawers, people who have great video editing services that they want to offer. Um, there's one uh, <laughs> Army member who uh, <laughs> um, she is a we call it Nana and she does like dances to my time. I don't know if you guys have saw them, but they're they're grouse in okay, the yes. Um she's amazing. She called me she calls me her nephew. Aww. And so there's <laughs> there's been so many I've made I've made like a lot of like, you know, new connections with friends through uh working with BTS and I, I it just it made me feel a lot better about working with them mm-hmm. and um working with them more in the future and stuff too because the fan base is 
awesome. It's the first time I've really, really got a chance to connect with the uh, fans of music that I've created because as a producer, you're so behind the scenes, yeah. you know. So yeah, mm-hmm. this has been a, a great experience. So super shout out to BTS Army. I actually turned down a lot of media requests. I don't, I don't know if you guys knew that, oh. but uh, I turned down a lot of media. I did a post about it, <laughs> and uh, so you guys and the Korean Herald is the only media that I've what? done. I turned down Billboard. Um, wow. Was, yeah. It wasn't because of Billboard. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, I would do Billboard because it would be great for my career. And just because of the column in particular, it felt very like what we were talking about, BTS with clicks. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so I, I just kind of said, like, I don't need to do any press because I can talk to the fans directly. They can ask me the questions they want to ask. But if you want to talk to me about my career, then sure. But wow. if, if it's only BTS, then... No, but as you guys do your podcast, you guys are part of BTS Army. You guys are very involved. And so mm-hmm. when I looked you guys up and did my research, I was like, of course I'll do that. Wow. You know, so Thank anytime you. you guys want to have me back <laughs> and we can do the in-person once all the, the microbes are gone, <laughs> uh, just reach out to me. You guys know how to get in touch with me, email or you know, Insta or whatever. So, okay. um, wow, thank you yeah, so much, Lee. That, that means a lot. Thank it does you so mean much. a lot to us. Like, we didn't even know that. So it's just... <laughs> <That's right. Yeah. laughs> thank you once again for taking your time to join us, Sleep. And I, we hope to of have course. you in future episodes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Take care. Wow, that was such an amazing interview. Yes. I, there's so much exclusive content that we got, and I feel like it was such a special interview how do you feel right now i'm so so happy (laughs) like i'm really really happy (laughs) i mean like you said it's super special i think it's not only because we got like tidbits here and there like never before heard information (laughs) um but like Mm -hmm. this is someone that directly worked on bts's music you know like he helped produce it so it's like firsthand information. It's not something like, oh, he, sh- he mm-hmm. said, she said. You know what I mean? Ah, it's just, ah, that's my word for today. It's just, ah. <laughs> it, no, it's so fun because I've always wanted to speak directly to someone who has helped produce music with BTS. And because mm-hmm. I want to learn more about the music industry and just music itself. I can't like the only thing i could do is contribute vocal wise but i don't know anything about like instruments producing writing and all that stuff so it's just i felt like i learned so much from sleep and i I was like i have more questions for him too but like (laughs) literally that was a really good interview yeah and and it it helped that like he had a lot you know to share Mm -hmm. and that he wanted to share with us you know Mm -hmm. and i think we're really honored that he I, we're one of the few people to that he's like given an interview to yeah um, so that's like extra extra special for us yeah that well. caught me by surprise <laughs> you know because yeah. uh just knowing that made it even more special but we really do hope to have him on future episodes but also maybe mm-hmm. if you guys have questions for him in the future like i do, i have a lot of questions about how does you know particularly like music work and all that stuff. yeah but, uh, like the recording so. process more on that yeah oh, i know that takes gotcha. a lot of work and yes <laughs> yeah and it's exciting that he's open to it he said mm-hmm. he's open to like being on in a future episode and even meeting him in person hopefully yeah. that could happen oh. too but um yeah like if if we're able to have him on a future episodes we definitely will give army the opportunity to submit 
questions, you know, mm-hmm. to get yes. them more involved. <laughs> but um, I'm not, I'm don't think I skipped over that part that you contribute vocal wise, Roseanne. Oh, so I'm gonna oh. need you to give us some vocals right now. I need no, you to no. serve it. Oh, oh serve no, vocals. no, we're not going there. <laughs> okay, okay, I won't pressure you into it. <laughs> I was like, oh my when god, you when you feel like singing. We we we're open to it, Rosen. Um, okay, you know what? Maybe I'll drop a cover during this lockdown. We shall see. Ooh, if oh, if I do, oh, my time yeah. come. Oh, hello. Sorry, hello. I just thought of my time and like. Okay, hello. But yes, <laughs> yeah. be sure to follow us, you guys, on Interlude Army because I know you don't want to miss future episodes. We have a mm-hmm. lot more fun things coming through, and also interviews to look forward yes. to mm-hmm. so yeah if you want to follow us on twitter make sure to go to at interlude army pd that is interlude army pd and we also have our email which is interlude.army.podcast at gmail.com send us any questions feedback mm-hmm. or your love army letters or recordings because we're still accepting those Yes, thank you guys once again for tuning in. Hope to yes. catch you guys next week. Next week for another yeah. episode of Interlude Army. Yay. Thank you guys. Stay safe. Wash Stay your hands. Stay safe. Take care. <laughs> yes, wash your hands. Bye. Kim Nam Jun, Kim So Jin.